Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever, ever, ever miss a week. Yes. So, how you doing? It's been a fucking week, man. Yeah. It's been a week. I mean, I don't want to talk about the election anymore, but it's been a week. We've had a few conversations this week mm-hmm. since, well, a few conversations since we put out our last episode. Yeah. Or recorded our last episode. So, I'm kind of aware of some of your stuff, mm-hmm. but what's up? What's going on? Well, as you know, Mike Lawson, we talked about it uh, a couple of episodes ago. I had said that, you know, I had communicated with Cameron and that he was going to be going on an 11-day road trip with his grandmother, which, by the way, remember I said he's never lied? Well, that continued because he was really on a road trip with his grandmother okay. and for 11 days. And then, you know, he was set to call me. Now, here's the thing I want to mention is, and I think it's important to point this out, one of the things that I was always very proud of was that... Since Cameron and I broke up, and I think I mentioned this on the show last time we we talked, is I've become such a strong human being. When I was dating Cameron, I was always anxious. I didn't know what was coming. It was always full of some weird surprise, some awful twist or turn. And I was just—I mean, I was always like stomach problems, and it was horrible. And since then, my stomach problems went away. I my anxiety went away. It was it was great, you know. So. There couldn't have been a better time for Cameron, in theory, to have called me. However, with the election, the elect the election of Donald Trump as president of the United States of America, I can't believe I just said that sentence, set me in a tailspin of the same anxiety, concern, not knowing what's going to happen to the country. So when Cameron calls me on that Friday, I'm not the best Joe Batanz I can be. I'm already in the old anxious, not knowing what's going to happen, stomach hurting, like heart palpitations, like Joe Batanz, that was from the relationship. That's already not a good sign. But you know what's so funny is before Cameron called, I consulted with um, therapist of the show, Taylor the Latte Boy, (laughs) Uh who, um, you know, when I was talking about it, because, you know, Taylor was like, well, what do you want to get out of this phone call? And we were talking, and I and he said, you know, what's funny is when I when you talk about Cameron, you talk about him the same way some of my clients who are on drugs talk about drugs, and the effect he has on you is very similar to someone who has a drug addiction. It sounds like you're addicted to Cameron. Hmm. And I was like, huh. And I kind of had that in my head going in. So Cameron calls me when he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. It was refreshing to hear because what? So your fix, right? Yeah, I was getting my fix. You got the fix. And when I answer the phone, I'm very guarded. And I'm like, okay, why is he calling, right? But it feels familiar. Yeah, and then he's very, very... um, Charming. No, no, not even charming. Very um, contrite, I guess is the best word. He's like, I need to tell you, I am so sorry about how everything went down. And I've thought about you every fucking day since we broke up. 
and I've wanted to talk to you every single fucking day since we broke up, and I was sad and depressed for months after we broke up, and I don't know what to tell you. I'm still in love with you, and I don't want to get get back together, but I just want you to know that, and I don't think I let you know that enough, you know? Okay. And I was like, huh. So the conversation continued, and both of us started to slowly get more comfortable, okay? And actually, the Friday night phone call was really good. It went for six hours. Jeez. Six hours on the phone. And, you know, I, I'm going to keep a lot of things private, because I, I, as much as I'm going to share, I'm going to share a lot with you today. But as much as I'm going to share, there's certain things I want to keep private. But I will say, that means I'll tell you off the air. But what I will say is, <laughs> is we came to some really good, con- you know, agreements and conclusions. Not that, we, and none of it was ever let's get back together. It right, was right, right. like about how we saw each other and how we saw the relationship and what we wanted to see going forward in terms of our communication. And 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 it, I will say this: it, none of it included resuming conversations. We both agreed doing so would be a very slippery slope. Okay. So, I mean, I don't want to lead you into your next story, but, like, Mm -hmm. what happens next? Okay. So, (laughs) but I can tell in that phone call at the end that we're starting, it's not there yet, we're starting to go into our old roles. And I can feel myself getting weak, right? Like, it's a great phone call. It's six hours. It's fantastic. And he said everything I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. But I was still feeling like... I don't know. I, I just had this weird, not satisfied feeling. And Cameron, I could tell, was getting more and more confident. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. oh, Joe's buying this. Not that I don't think Cameron was ever lying. I think Cameron always, 100% of the time, told me the truth. But like, oh, Joe's playing, playing, if that makes sense. He's not rejecting me and hanging up on me. And he okay. got a sort of confidence, I would say that I could feel was going towards, uh, it, it, it just made me uneasy, and I wasn't easy the way I was, okay? Saturday morning, he and I spoke for another three hours. This time, that one, because the first one, was I would say, was all emotion. Mm-hmm. And Saturday Saturday morning was legitimately just catching up, okay? okay? He told two personal stories, I told two personal stories, and we had some <laughs> news stories. And then I told him to yeah. go to hell. And... um. That was just like literally what he's literally been up to for the past few months. Same thing with me. And then we take a break and he calls me in the afternoon and we have another talk. But this time the talk is about like two or three hours. This time the talk is about pop culture and like what have we been watching and stuff like that. Right. But at the end of that conversation, at the very end, I don't know how, but we got into back into the relationship stuff and I started to share my, uh, uneasiness with how everything was going and he was telling me he's like oh this is so you you see everything very negative and just don't you know just be just be cool just be chill just let's just take it as it is and we had agreed by that point that after the weekend we wouldn't be talking okay okay Okay. we resumed a very friendly not talking and he's like, just let's just enjoy the weekend. Why you have to be so negative and pessimistic and just constantly talking about what's going on? Just just no, stop. And then I could feel I could feel I was losing him. So then 
I was like, well, you're always like this. I, 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 again, I'm, I'm starting to be a little vague here for privacy, but I started telling the way I thought he was. Okay. And one of the things I've learned, and I knew this even when we dated, Cameron does not like to be told about himself. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, don't yes. tell him, I'm going to make it up because it's not it. Don't tell him, you're, uh, you always like to tell people what to, no, don't. Don't ever tell him. For some reason, that is his fucking trigger, and okay. he freaks out. And so he got really, really angry with me. He's like, he's like, I gotta go, and and then I could feel myself going like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't, don't. I didn't mean that, you know. He goes, no, 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 no. Uh, we're good, we're good. I'm just gonna take a break. I'll call you tonight. And we hang up. Okay. We hang up, and I'm like, you're like in relationship mode like yeah and it, okay but i hang up and i immediately get super super angry but not at me i'm sorry not at cameron at myself right because i'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck is the matter with you how did you just slip in to that old weak person that you were how did you slip back into yeah. that what's wrong with you right like i wonder if you didn't mention like the parallels to the like an addict chasing that high if i would my mind would have automatically gone gone there but i can't i'm seeing all these parallels still oh no taylor was right yeah so i was like what's wrong with you right so i was just like i in other words i was not i was angry because i i actually said something correct cameron was the one who was like uh, by, by the way, Cameron even pointed out, he's like, I know I just told you the way you are, because he said I was pessimistic and negative. Like, yeah, think about what he just told me. If I flip sure. that on him, he freaks out. Okay? Yeah. And he had told me, you're pessimistic and you're negative, and, and he goes, I, I shouldn't have told you that, but I don't want you to, This is not where I want this conversation to go. And he like, didn't hang up on me, but ended the call. Sure. So I was like, fuck that. Why can he tell me how I am, and I take it, and I'm well, no, that, that was... I was so mad at myself, right? So then I call Sweet Michael, and once again, because there's a chance Cameron will listen, and Cameron knows what I'm going to say right now, so there's nothing Cameron doesn't know, but I thought Sweet Michael was going to be, because Sweet Michael is Sweet Michael. He's sweet for a reason. And I assumed he was going to be the way Sweet Michael is on my side, but very like, well, let's see it from Cameron's point of view, though, too, right? And Michael wasn't. And... So, so hours go by. Cameron never calls. So I sent him a, again, I'm going to be very private here. I sent him a series of very, very mean texts, right? Okay. Yeah. And he calls me and he goes, I'm very hurt and confused by what's going on. And then I start to explain how I feel. Yeah. And he says, and I'm, but you know, it's one of the things where I wasn't expecting a response. And so it, I don't know if it necessarily came out coherently. And he was like, so he starts getting into it with me, and he's like, I don't know where this is coming from. He's like, this is so fucking weird. And he goes, you know what? You're painting me like a malicious, um, manipulative person. And then I said something, again, for the interest of privacy. I'm not going to say what I said, but I said something very, very, very mean back to him. Very mean. Okay. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to answer that. Goodbye, Joe. And he hung up and he blocked me. Okay. This is very, I I mean, I'm getting a little bit of anxiety. It just feels 
bizarre to me. This is all very bizarre. Like I, I think a few days ago, I thought we were like had passed the end point on the Cameron arc, right? Mm-hmm. But like this is making me feel like. Well, I mean, I already know that there's at least more to this story. Yeah. So now we're on. So, so I go to bed. I don't know how I go to bed. I think I must have taken the Xanax. And <laughs> the next day, I just obsessed, obsessed on this. I was so, so sad. Like, so sad. Don't you remember you like, texted me about something? I said, like, I had a shit yeah. weekend. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was so sad. And Mike Lawson, all I was doing was listening to two songs on a loop over and over yeah. for, for all day. Two songs. I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor, right? Which I never thought the lyrics of that song would be so you know, apropos to my life about a guy coming back and trying to inject himself back in her life. And she's like a fierce bitch and like, no, you know? Sure. And Stay by Lisa Loeb. You know, remember that yeah. song, Stay? Like, you say. You say. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Because, uh-huh. Mike, I'm not even joking, and I may or may not put the song in here, right here, so that people can hear it. It was literally our entire conversation in a song. Like, I was like, he's, I only hear what I want to. I don't. Listen hard. I can't don't know all the lyrics, but I was singing along. I was like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, that's right. Right? And like. You're I'm o- Bridget Joan Batan. Yeah. I'm only hearing <laughs> negative. Why, why? No, I don't know what this is. So I turned the radio on. I turned the radio off. Okay. So anyway. Um, and I started wearing. While we- you're listening to it, you're eating like Ben and Jerry's from the carton. <laughs> yeah. And Jennifer Aniston's like in like little pajamas and like telling me to talk and share my feelings with her. So uh-huh. I, I didn't. I. I, I just was, that's all I listened to. And I was just sad. I just couldn't function all Sunday. Like, I couldn't function as a human being. On, I, oh, oh, well, well there, it's, I did go somewhere Sunday night, and we'll come back to that. But I really couldn't function as a human being. Monday comes, I'm a zombie, listen to the songs as I go to class. And then after class, I have to rush to the studio, uh, the Sirius XM Studios, where I'm recording... Uh, an episode of One on One with Larry Flick, live on Sirius XM Radio Channel 105, Entertainment Weekly Radio. Now we are recapping The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Great. Are you? Have you listened or watched that show before no. you guys started doing no. this? You're new. No, I'm new. Okay. So, but I've, I've, seen, I've seen the previous two episodes, you know, but I haven't seen any other seasons. So okay. I go, and right, right when I get on the air, about to go on the air, I tell Larry, listen... I'm really sad, man. Um, he knew he had given me advice about Cameron too, you know, on Friday morning. Sure. And I said uh, it didn't go well. And I said I, I go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and amp up the energy for the show, which I don't think I did. But I go, I'm gonna try and pick up the energy for the show. But yeah, I'm just, I'm not in a good place. And he goes, okay. He's like, we'll, we'll talk after the show. So fired. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was fine. <laughs> so then we get in the show. I do my best, but like literally, I'm just not in the right headspace. Um. What's so funny though is on the episode we were talking about. Did you are you watching Real Housewives of Atlanta? No. Okay. No, I'm not. There's one of the characters I don't know who is having boy a man problems with some guy that's back in her life, and she has a, a teenage daughter, and the teenage daughter says to her something along the lines of, 
you must have low self-esteem because if you had high self-esteem, you would not be getting involved with this person. Only a person with low self-esteem keeps getting involved with the same person over and over and over again. Huh. And I was like, fucking bitch, she got it, you know, whatever. So the show's over, right? Sirius XM Radio. <laughs> the housewives speak to people in different ways. And they sure uh, do. They sure do. <laughs> It's like modern day Shakespeare. So uh, the show's over, and and Larry's uh, talking to me and asking me if I'm okay. And I go, yeah. I go, listen, Larry, let's let's talk later. There's someone trying to get in the studio. We got, I got to get out of here. And he goes, like, okay, well, we'll talk later. And I go out of the studio and I open the door. Mike, it's Lisa Lope. <laughs> Stop it. No. Stop it. No, it wasn't. It is? <laughs> My levels are all over the place. You're going to have to do something to not blow people's ears out because that laugh was too loud. Mike. I'm like, oh my god, this is a you're just telling me a plot from Bridget Jones right now. I have confirmation on this, by the way. But I go I go I look at her and she goes, "Hi." And I go, are you done in the studio? I go, um, yeah. And she goes, how was your show? What is it? And I go, and all I can just say is, Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> and she goes, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I and I, now I can't look at her in the face. I can't, <laughs> I can't look at her. Uh-huh. And I go, I, I, I gotta go. And I just like walk out of the studio and in the halls of the studio i just start crying oh joe they were like super emotional for me yeah and this is like a real bridget jones now. yeah this is a real bridget jones yeah and she like grabs a bagel off the coffee cart and doesn't pay for it <laughs> and the the one brown person in the entire movie is working at the coffee cart and he goes hey ma'am Cut to, I have a bunch of plastic surgery and you see me again. I'm not recognizable. <laughs> Wait, Joe? I'm like, uh-huh. And since the last movie, the man you were chasing uh, in real life got uh, caught in a prostitution sting. Yeah. So anyway, um, I just start crying. And Joe. I tweet at Lisa Loeb and say, I tell what happened on a tweet and then I send another tweet that says, uh, Sorry about that or something like that, you know? And she tweeted back. And she said, okay. she said, you know, uh, uh, next time maybe we can have a proper introduction rather than just passing ships in the night or something. So you can – that's why I didn't want you – I was talking to Mike yesterday. I said, don't go on Twitter if you haven't seen it. Yeah. So you can see that exchange oh, on Twitter. that's so nice. I actually really like Lisa Loeb. Um, I don't know much about her, but my friend and friend of our show, Brian Gregory from Game Night Guys uh, in Phoenix mm-hmm. – is a big fan and there was something i don't remember exactly how it all worked out but there was like an online concert she was putting up Mm -hmm. and you like paid 20 bucks and you could you know chat with her during the show Mm -hmm. and so we did that and we i watched her and she's just really likable she's very likable um what's funny is uh, I was telling a friend of the show, Shannon, about this, and she was like, when I ran away, she was like, <laughs> Lisa Love was like, stay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> um, okay. So, I, but I will say, I believe that the universe sends us messages. 
And I later on, upon reflection, the one thing my interaction with Lisa Loeb um, did was give me the resolve to, I have to see Cameron and I have to fix this. And I'm going to save that story for my next story. Okay. I... Like, well, you do, real quick. Yes. So you think, like, it was more than coincidence that you just ran into her? Like, it's supernatural? Like, something beyond anything that you and I could comprehend? I, do, I wouldn't put that much magic onto it. But Magical, I, yeah. Yeah, I do think that, yes, I do hold that the universe does try to send us messages, and we just have to want to listen to them. But with, like when I hear that sentence, mm-hmm. I can I can I could swallow that pill. Yeah. Like I think that my energy brings you know other kinds of energy that's yeah. similar and all of that. But to say that you you had anything to do with her being in that hallway? Oh, I don't have to like had anything to do with her being in that hallway. Well, you you're you're kind of saying like you put something out in or the universe is trying to like send you some message so you being there was why she was there no i don't think that i think i did call richard that day and i said the universe is a fucking prankster and just likes to laugh um let me put it this way and i'll leave it at this i think that there i i I am kind of new agey to an extent i don't believe in like i don't believe you should like Use je- uh, crystals for deodorant, or like put that that gem that <laughs> that gems can like solve illnesses or anything like that. But sure, I do. But you know, Mike Lawson, I'm telling you, and Richard's even commented this with on my life. So much weird ass fucking shit happens in my life that seems very message based that I. I, I can't I can't ignore it. Like I, I I know. Like I'm like I'm I'm like you in that I think it's very, very strange, but if it didn't happen to me, it happened. In other words, I'm not saying this happened to my friend. I'm saying this happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think a lot of it I believe a lot of it is like perspective or like the way you like see stuff. And I've I mean I've even been told by people that I like, um, like finding a story in like kind of like the mundane. And you, when you write stories, you, you know, you have to kind of connect all the dots and everything. So you're kind of looking for those patterns and you're looking to connect dots. And yeah, you, do you know what it kind of no, see where I, I'm going? I, I see where you're going. And, um, I think it's one of these things where I totally respect that aspect, but I don't. I do. I, yeah. I do kind of see it that way. But but we'll, we'll we'll. I only ask. I ask because like I think this is one like we don't see kind of eye to eye on it, and I don't really get why because I think we see eye to eye on a lot of other stuff. Well, we'll re- we'll revisit this, and we'll re- we'll revisit a more sane version of this uh, in the next story. But what's going on with oh. you, Mike Lawson? Well, Joe, I actually have some showbiz that I want to talk about. Um, well, there's so- no business like show business. We all know that. We do. And actually, I want to go down the list. So we ran this catching up uh, with catching up contest. Yes. All you had to do was do a big blue test. Uh, the contest is over, so there's no use promoting it anymore. I'm excited to hear how I um, did. 
I want you to actually say something nice about everybody on this list. Okay. It's long, so right. let's go fast. Okay. So at the bottom of the list are the folks that did one big blue test, which is great. That still raised $3 just by you getting up and getting active. Luke Miller. Super sweet. Sends me uh, he, when my uh, super fast Joe. uncle died. He sent me a very nice message. Larry Flick. Oh, well, he's already he's already called himself my gay father, my gay godfather. So um, he's my gay godfather. Kelly West. Who is isn't that a paper company? <laughs> Carrie. I think that's Carrie, uh, the one who listens to Dubious and has the kids. She's super sweet, too. Aaron. Does this, it just says Aaron. Yeah. I don't know who Aaron is. Say something nice. Oh, Aaron, you're my favorite listener. Named Aaron. Named Aaron. <laughs> that I know of. Beth Stores. The best stores are the Beth Stores. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's a gay uh, it's a gay store, but it, they put the lisp in it. All right, now we have the folks that entered two big blue tests. Yes, here we go. And at the bottom of the twos, Mister Jobatans. Um, God, what an amazing broadcasting talent. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Joe, for entering a couple. Well, wait, did, uh, did I make it in time? Yeah. Oh, totally. Phyllis. I was hoping to be after. Uh, oh my God, I loved her on those. Uh, like when she'd go on like Hollywood Squares and that laugh, and she'd be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and she had that long cigar, and she'd talk about her husband Fang. Alexis Wall. Um, isn't that Donna Sugar's real name? <laughs> no alexis wall and i used to work together okay and um we've talked on twitter a little bit lately so hi alexis Paige watts my drag name in college jordan darling <sighs> jordan darling thanks for entering mike stupid big blue test thing all right. I think that that's the song you used to sing to him. Mm -hmm. He got that... the song again. All right. Now, these are the people that entered three big blue tests, uh, starting with Scandi. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Isn't that like a, an amusement park in like Northern California? <laughs> James Major. Um, that's what I'm majoring in at East LA College. Debbie. I knew this girl named Debbie Sloda in grade school, and she was annoying, so I don't know. Debbie, hey Debbie. She's not prop. She couldn't be worse than that, Debbie. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's a compliment. Yeah. Um, okay, now the people with four entries starting had brown stain on her teeth. Too. I hope. Oh God, I hope she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> starting with um, friend of the show. Well, they're all friends of the show, but I he put in a pseudonym, but I know he goes by his name. Mm -hmm. So the pseudonym, the pseudonym is T V Z Paul. Which is the name I put on this list because I, he put the pseudonym in, but maybe he didn't want it to be Googable. But it's Paul Tran who used to be on Secretly Timid. He's like public about who he is, but is he Mike? Is he? I don't know. You know, give him a compliment. Well, I love Paul Tran. I wish he remember when he used to email us more with like. Yeah. I know yeah. Paul emails more. We loved him, and he remember we talked to him on the phone once. He was so cute. Yeah, I like Paul. A yeah, lot. me too. And his. Does he still live in D.C.? I believe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Next is Luca M. I can't remember how that. <laughs> Are you leaving? Yeah. 
Goodbye. I don't like this Luca M. <laughs> I hope that it picked up on your mic as clearly as it was. <laughs> we'll find out. My headphones. Um, Luca M. I can't remember how that song, My Name is Luca, goes. <laughs> Do you remember that song? Uh, nope, okay. but your time's up. Cassandra Gonzalez. I'm going to tell you, Cassandra, I that is my favorite Greek goddess. It, well, I don't think it was a goddess. Greek character is Cassandra. She, because I feel, I almost want to get a Cassandra tattoo on me because Cassandra was a character in Greek uh, mythology who uh, she somehow pissed off the gods. Are you doing this on purpose? No, she pissed off the, <laughs> the gods and they cursed her with the ability of foresight. She could see the future, but no one would believe her. And I really feel I have that curse too. Next. And Luca M, I feel bad for cutting you off. I like your name. It's unique. And do you think Luca's a boy or Lucas. girl? I was thinking a man. Do you think it's a It could female? be like an Italian boy, yeah. Well, um, I just wanted to go back and make sure that Wait, I have you do, But did you know what? I bet you Luca's hot. Even if uh, There cannot be a Luca girl or Luca boy who have that name that's not hot. Luca. Oh, my God. I would love to have that stuff. I would love to. If it's a boy, I would love to date a boy named Luca. Oh, this is my boyfriend, Luca. Okay, with five entries, friend of the show, previous guest co-host, Taylor the Latte Boy. Something positive, Joe. Come on, you're so dumb. <laughs> you know what? I, I like the episode of Taylor's show when he said that um, his favorite sound is my laugh. Because it's hard oh, to make me laugh. So you listen to his show. That's nice. You're a good friend. Thank you. Now we're jumping way up. We're getting into the... Um, is there a league between minor and major? Or does it just go minor, major? Uh, James Major? We're now into the next league. And with nine entries, uh, we have two people that did nine entries. The first is Lala Siegfried. Oh, uh, Lala Siegfried has been blowing us up on, on the Catching Up tweet Twitter page. And uh, hi, Lana Siegfried. Uh, she was so kind. Remember when she, she, we did a catching up with catching up with her, and she was so nice. Our other nine entries is Jimmy Farmer. Have we? I don't know anything about Jimmy Farmer. Give him a compliment, Joe, and let's go on. Um, there was a farmer who had a dog, and Jimmy was his name. O J I M M Y J I M M Y. Jay, With eleven Jimmy entries now, we got Gary McCoy. And Jimmy, what's his name? Oh, hey, Gary McCoy. And Travis Potter. We have a lot of people who have like occupations as their last name. <laughs> Travis Potter, Jimmy Farmer, Taylor the Latte Taylor Boy. the Latte Boy, <laughs> Bob the Hooker. And then now we got to jump up to twelve entries. Melinda, Larry Phlebotomist. What? Melinda, Melinda. Oh, I, oh my God! How much? That's I'm, I'm being completely one hundred percent honest. It isn't Melinda. St- yeah. Well, she only said Melinda. Though, oh, okay. I'll leave it out. Yeah. One of my biggest regrets, my only regret about not going to any kind of Pride Forty Eight anymore since it doesn't exist, is that we don't get to see Melinda Stearns, and oh, we don't get to see Melinda anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, I have other regrets, but. Well, you just I, regret even you, being involved in Pride 48. <laughs> what? Um, and then now with 12 entries. 12 entries. Also with 12 entries. Hilke. Our friend Hilke in Amsterdam. Oh, so Hilke he, actually put more entries in since you fucked up his name. Did it? Yeah, he has 12. So good job, Hilke. Hilke. Who also lives with type 1. Wait, no, hold on. I'm going to say hello to him in his native language. begin. With 14 entries now, we have Wit. Hey, Wit. 
with 17 entries, Matthew. Hey, Matt. How do you know he likes to be called Matt? Oh, you know what? It's very You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You're right. I just met someone who you would think would go by Matt, but it went by Matthew as well. So, hi, Matthew. With 20 entries, that Peter G. Oh, I love me that Peter G. He's on that show, uh, Life on the Shit List. Lotzel, yeah. Lotzel. And with 26 entries, Birdie Burke. Oh, she's, you know what? She's another person I missed from Pride 48. Is Birdie Burt, she always shows up with that. I know the woman's like related to her or her sister-in-law or something like that. They always go to Pride 48. And they're always so kind. I love them both. She also tweeted at CU Podcast that she lost five pounds doing the Big Blue Test this year. Five pounds. Here's what's funny. I found them. <laughs> By the way, Birdie, if you wanted to tweet at me again but not tweet at Catching Up, that would be awesome. Just do the same thing, and I'll show my boss. But I don't want to show my boss with a catching up handle on it. Now, with 28 entries, mm-hmm. Sharon Chrisman. Hey, Sharon Chrisman. These people who I don't have anything to say about you, let me tell you this. I'm being completely honest. Please write to us and talk about yourself so we know who you are. Because Sharon writes a lot, actually, on like my Facebook. Oh, She's a I... diabetes... Her... She has a daughter with diabetes, so we kind of live in two worlds together because she also listens to the show and knows this kind of stuff. I actually met her at a conference, and it was weird to meet someone at that conference that knew, like, you and who RK was and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So. Well, Sharon, um, write to me, too. You know, I'm not the only – Mike's not the only person who likes to talk to people. She tweets at us, too, Joe. With I don't have access entries. to the Twitter page because Mike it's is your fault. Shut up! That is so your fault. I'm a Mike. What's the password? I don't know. You've never asked me for the password. In fact, you only tell me I don't have the password. So please post this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want the password. Now with 29 entries, Dennis. I don't know who Dennis is, but yes, hi Dennis. I don't Thank think you. I know. I don't think I know who Dennis is either. Um, it's one of those things, maybe if I saw like his face on Facebook or his Twitter icon or something, I would, but just the name I don't, and I don't have his email in front of me either. It could, Dennis could be someone we actually know. If we didn't know but, you on the show, please email us at guys at cupodcast.com and tell us about yourself. We're, we're both very curious. Give us a long bio. Yeah. With 30 entries now, we're getting to the top guys. With 30 entries, this is major league. 30 entries, 30 times three. $90 raised for charity. Renee Denuso. Ray Denuso, love you. It's so nice of you to actually entertain Mike Lawson's weird contest every year. She sounds like a, a character in Greece. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, Denuso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With 31 entries now, Moose P. What's up, Moose P? Huge friend of our show. Huge friend of the show. He a lot of shows. Yeah, he's a great guy. With 48 You know what? Moose now, P, I'm not going to give anything away, but just to show, Moose, so Moose P knows that I know who he is. He and Sweet Michael are from the same state originally. They're both from the exact, Michael's not from D.C. originally. Okay. Thank you. And with 48 entries, this woman, uh, so she knows I know her. She lives in a state that someone she doesn't know used to live in. It is Kathy Marshall. 
What up, Kathy Marshall? You know Kathy Marshall. Who is it? I feel like you guys talk all the time. I'm I'm getting like really absent minded all of a sudden. Hmm. Fifty five entries. Well, Kathy Marshall's person, a big podcast listener. Yeah, 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 yeah. With fifty five entries now, this schmuck I've never heard of, John Arts. Let me tell you something. One of my favorite now, Mike and I have never talked about this. I'm just sharing something. One of my favorite things is once a week we'll get an email and the subject line is Joe is right again. <laughs> and there's nothing sweeter to my soul than seeing that subject line and knowing A that I'm right again, but also B that it Mike's never told me this, but that Mike is steaming. I, I imagine No. Mike, <laughs> I actually think he he's he's a genius man because the subject is Joe is right, and that kind of gives you enough to get through the email. But the emails are usually pretty complimentary to me. It's like Mike is right when he says this, or um, he kind of gives you a dig or something. But I think he's kind of genius in the way he puts it together like that. Sweet and sour sauce. All right. Or sour and sweet sauce, depending on who you are. <laughs> um, and then top of the list, guys. This is amazing. He's a dog walker, which I think is why I'm a dog he has, walker. Why he has so many entries. I'm a dog walker. Friend of the show. Walking dogs all day. Amazing. And man. I'm gay. What? How do you know he's gay? I don't know he's gay. I don't know he's gay. He has a hundred and ninety entries. This is Gus Chad. Gus Chad. So he on the list he put his name as Chad Andrist. Uh, but Gus Chad is the name that many podcast listeners know him by. Then. Yeah, and also a great artist. He's always pr- painting. Um, That's right. Uh, catching up people, which I love because I have a Christmas ornament. He made a catching up Christmas tree ornament that um, enemies of the show, um, <laughs> Mark and Ed, bought me for Christmas. Very graciously um, bid on it in an auction. So they wanted to make that bid. They won it, and then they just gave it to us because they didn't want it because it had your face on it. Yeah, well, why would anyone want that? <laughs> um, cool. Gus, Chad, get in contact with us. If you're interested in doing a Catching Up with Catching Up call with us, we can arrange that. Um, or if you want us to call somebody else, and we could even prank call people if you want. Well, now that Daniel Brewer and I are not getting along anymore, I'm now striking Daniel Brewer from it. Why are you? Oh, good. Okay. Good, good, good. So that would before I would be so stoked. I was like, oh yes, it's gonna be lost and have to talk to Daniel Brewer. But I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um, so I wanted to also talk really briefly. By the way, amaz- all of our listeners are amazing. In total, our 592 entries resulted in 1,782 dollars raised for diabetes charities, and the charities are running programs that are providing really important education to people with diabetes that are in communities that are generally underserved. So there you go. Um, so Joey, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, big blue test, mm-hmm. and then. Our last episode about the election, we've gotten quite a few uh, tweets and quite a few emails, and um, I've received Facebook. It's just some. I I love that the people listening kind of reached out and um, told us that they appreciate it, and I just wanted to acknowledge that we like hearing that people are actually listening. So thank you. Um, And to, to double down on that, I've can't believe how many people listening to this show are weed smokers, Joey. Why? What happened? <laughs> On our last episode, I talked about how um, weed, now that it's 
going to be legal in the state of California, I feel that it feels okay to kind of talk about how I use it. Um, and I had not felt comfortable talking about it before. Yeah. And I got a lot of messages from people that I kind of didn't know were in the world of weed. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. And then a couple of people Nicole that I do from know. from nowhere. <laughs> Birdie Bert. Um, I wouldn't discount Birdie Bert. Uh, but Notice I didn't mention th- Melinda as a joke. <laughs> Nicole uh, is a funny joke for people who aren't kind of in that world because she's um, conservative in a way, right? Yeah, she's not but, anti-gay conservative, but she's very religious. Right, 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 right. Yeah, she is religious. She's kind of buttoned up. And but also just as a person and, is very like you wouldn't see her smoking weed. It's like – Yeah. Yeah. Like in fact, I, I can't even see her – having alcohol without it being like an occasion i really can't imagine her eating a candy that's not like a like a a, like a red (laughs) vine because you know candy like the work of the devil or something i actually can't see her eating a bag of trail mix only the m&ms like she would eat them all the pieces in equal proportion oh no no i would say she would eat everything but the (laughs) m&ms donate them to charity Okay, where was I in my story? Oh, um, a few listeners, not Nicole from Greetings from Nowhere, which is a show that is no longer um, (laughs) recording. Now it's just nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Just nowhere. Um, Here's the funny thing, though, is the show is no longer uh, pod. It's not not longer being. What do you you call that? It's it's pod faded, right? Yeah, it's ended. Christina still hasn't stopped talking. <laughs> She's still talking. They just turned the mics off and turned Stop the lights it. out. <laughs> um so uh where were we? Um last episode, Big Blue Test, and people who smoke weed have been contacting me, which is awesome. <laughs> That's it. Um uh, should we just jump into your sec- second Well, part no, of your before story? we do, I want to talk about our Twitter poll. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Joey? In fact, before you even do that, if you'll allow me, uh, for those of you listening who don't follow us on Twitter, get with it. uh, We're at CU Podcast. And we uh, ran a Twitter poll last week, Joey. Oh, yeah. What was that? I want to talk about that one first. So I'm pulling up CU Podcast on Twitter. And I just randomly threw out there because I wanted to start doing these a a little more often. Mm -hmm. And... Which catching up host, I asked, would you guess would be the first to die in a hypothetical world where toys come alive and murder people? What, who would you think would die first, Joey? You or me? Me? Yeah, 57%. So it was a, it was a close race, but 57% of Here's our Here's why, though. Said, what do you think? What, 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 what did you think? What did you, I, have a reason, I have my own reason why. Oh, I don't know. I actually asked the question and never really even thought about it. So what? Are you, what so what, so now give me your thoughts because I have my thoughts. Why it would be me? I could think. I could think of reasons for both. What are your thoughts on you? Well, it. I think my chances are just as good as the average Joe, so to speak. But I feel in your sure. case, though, um, the toys will be frightened by you, and they're like, oh. "Oh my God, there's 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 that mass murderer." The psychopath we've been hearing about, and they run from you. 
So pinned at the top of our Twitter page right now, if you go to twitter.com slash CU podcast, you don't have to be following us to vote, but you do have to be logged into Twitter. We have a pinned tweet. Joey, uh, you want to talk about this? Okay. So remember I, I was in the story I was saying on Sunday I was in a in a tizzy uh, just obsessing on uh, what, you know, the sadness I had about Cameron. But the one respite that I had from all of that was um, I went to a dinner party. I'm keeping things as vague as possible. I went to a dinner party that I was supposed to go to. And I kind of knew there was a chance a celebrity would be there, this particular celebrity. And that celebrity did show up. Okay. okay. And what I wanted to talk about in the story is... I wanted to give some insight because I've been to small private events where a celebrity is there, but you know, we weren't either, I don't know. I just never found it relevant to talk about the show or anything like that. But this time I thought it would be interesting. Also at the time, I didn't really have any stories. Sure. I was like, Oh, it could be interesting to let people in on like, cause people are always like, Oh, when you go to LA and you meet a celebrity and blah, 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 if that happens. And I'm always like, I mean, the, the, the circumstance is always going to be very, like, oh, nice to meet you. Like, for instance, when when um, my my little gay boys from D.C. were here and they met Draco Malfoy, what did they expect would happen? You know, Draco Malfoy was like, oh, happy birthday, bye. You know? That, that's yeah. going to be the exchange. But what happened... We're getting into the weeds. So we are talking about this tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, but I'm presenting the case. Story. I'm presenting the case, which is, I thought it'd be interesting... What is it like being at a dinner party, which is an intimate dinner party, and there's a celebrity there? What happens before the celebrity gets there, while the celebrity is there, and then after the celebrity leaves? How people act and interact with each other, with the celebrity, all that. I think that may be kind of interesting. But I wondered, I want your opinion Stacking first. Stacking the deck. I, no, no, no. No, because I think, actually, I was thinking <laughs> this morning, I was actually like, I could actually just tell the story and just say celebrity. That makes sense. I went to a dinner party. There was a celebrity there. Not ever say who it is. So in a weird kind of way, I'm kind of saying okay. it might be okay, name dropping. Okay, okay. It might be name dropping. So okay. So here we go. You just you just pulled me um, back into this, and I'm on board. Um, there are two options in this Twitter poll we have. Uh, the question is: Joe went to a dinner party. A celebrity was there. Would it be name dropping to tell the story on the show? Um, and so t- a kind of caveat to this question is, would it be name dropping to tell the story and include the celebrity's name on the show? Um, you can vote that it's totally name dropping or you can vote that it's totally not name dropping. And you have a few days left to vote uh, because we are going to either tell the story on the next episode with the celebrity's name or without the celebrity's name based on the results of this. Poll. Oh, there you go. That's a good idea. So we'll, we'll definitely tell the story. It's whether the celebrity's name is in it. Good call. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, what's up with you? Let me ask you a question. Do you <laughs> want to know the celebrity's name off the air? Or are you, do you want to wait? Let's wait and see what the results of the poll are. And then we could decide. Maybe I'll just listen to it. And then you can tell me who it is after. I don't know. Okay. Oh, so you're, you're thinking that's going to be that they're going to say it's, it's name dropping. Yeah, I think now that it becomes clear... That you're still going to tell the story. Oh, people are going to want to hear the name, though. So they're going to vote that it's not name dropping so they can hear the name. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I lose. 
I don't know. We'll find out. Um, All right. Here's the other thing, too. I don't know what to do is because I have like an – I mean, we're obviously going to finish the Cameron story, but I, yeah. I have – Or we could just um, do like the what up with that uh, Buckingham character and like every – story you have left will always be let me get back to the story oh, let me, let me tell you what happened with the camera, camera met up. Um, because let me tell you this i still have mike a story happened right before we recorded the show because I, I walked into the apartment building there was a strong smell of gas so we had to yeah, postpone the show for like an hour and a half and that was a story <laughs> two there was a walkout today at east la college while i was in class and my english <laughs> teacher was such was such a weirdo about it right uh, and i want to tell idea. that story um, I vaguely could also tell this story, but I could, I could save the story for next week. Okay, tell those stories, and then we'll call it a show. I'm done. Okay, no Cameron. We won't finish the Cameron story. Are you going to tell the story about last night? <laughs> what happened last night? <laughs> oh, I didn't want that ride. Remember on no? Remember on Trello? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we use this tool. I don't even know if I have to explain it, but we use a collaboration tool online, and Joe has started becoming vague and vaguer and vaguer, <laughs> more and more vague. And um, his latest note for his stories today is he wants to tell us about t- last night, and we don't know what that means <laughs> because we don't even know when he posted it. <laughs> okay, let me tell this East, the, the East LA College story, and then what, what the gas companies are very fast. Okay, well, yeah, take your time. East LA College. So I'm in class today, right? There's no Lisa Loeb in the hallway waiting to get <laughs> no, into the No, Lisa studio. Loeb's not in the hallway waiting to get in the studio. We're in class, and we're talking about the next research paper we're going to write. Okay. By the way, can you guess what my research paper is going to be about? We get to choose a topic. What is it going to be about the election? No, no. <laughs> what? Tacos. Oh, good. I chose tacos. And who, who doesn't? Anyway, uh, where she's talking about it, I don't know what she's talking about, right? And then all of a sudden, a guy starts running through the halls, and he goes, walk out, walk out. We're all walking out to, to in protest of that racist President Trump, you know? Okay. And she just stops talking, and she just looks at us. And we just look at her, right? And then one of the guys says... This is exactly why, knowing her politics... <laughs> Is not okay. Yeah. This is exactly why you shouldn't know everything about how passionate your teacher is about who to vote for for president. Yeah. Because now what are they going to do? Are they going to sit there because they care about their grade? You know, like, are they worried about that? That's fucked. So then she goes, so she just looks at us and she goes, okay. And then we all look at her and and then the guy says, one of the guys says, so we're going to walk out or what? And then she goes... Well, she picks up her grade book and her pencil. She goes, well, and she's like, do what you want, Mike. She goes, well, <laughs> you. I mean, I understand if you want to walk out. You, I totally get it. But I, I just want you to know if you we haven't taken attendance yet. And also, I, I guess it sort of spoils a surprise, but there's a pop quiz today. And he goes, well, I'm going to walk out. Right. So this one guy gets up and walks out and the rest of us just stay there. Right? Oh, God. So then he walks out, and then she keeps talking about whatever she's talking about. And then, like, five minutes later, he walks back in. He goes, man, there was nobody there. Uh, 
I just I just came back. It was it was embarrassing, right? So then she goes, okay, well here's the pop quiz, and it was some like, what is your paper gonna be about? Kind of thing, right? And we had to write a one page essay what our research paper topic is gonna be, right? So whatever. Then she keeps talking about whatever. She, after we do that, she keeps talking. And then at the end of class, she lets us out. And then she says, uh, someone says, oh, are you going to collect the pop quiz? And she goes, no, just use it for when you're writing your paper. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I kind of love how what a little bitch she is, right? I just kind of love yeah. I will say that she was talking. So, so one of the people, she was going around the room asking people what they're going to do. And uh, I will say she, one of the kids is writing on uh, childhood obesity. Okay. And uh, the teacher says, does anyone know what the fattest state in the country is? And then people are like, no. And she goes, Mississippi. And then one guy raises his hand and he goes, uh, hey, isn't that where uh, KFC's from? Oh. And then another kid goes, no, man, that's Louisiana. And I was like, oh, these dummies. These dummies. They th- Wait, do you know where KFC is? Kentucky from? Fried Kentucky? Chicken. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't pick up on it. <laughs> Half of our listeners didn't pick up on that either. Hey, isn't that and where if KFC's you did pick from? up on it, don't email us, please. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm like, don't email yeah, us. Yeah, you're getting that email from John Arts. Joe is right again. So <laughs> the K does stand for Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, How did John. Mike not know that? <laughs> Um, so there's that. Oh, by the way, so after class, there was, and there were helicopters and TV stations there and all this nonsense. And I walked by and they're like, okay, now we're going to walk to downtown LA. And I was like, okay, you, you lost me at walk. Sure. I'm gone. I went home. You, you lost me at we. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, there's that story. Next story was, um, oh, the, oh, my, so I tell, so I text Mike immediately after this. I say, I'm not going to walk to downtown LA. I go, hey, I'm going to be home by uh, 1230, right? We can start recording then and during your lunch hour because you're working. And um, I get back to my place and there's like the strongest smell of, like, it smells like just so strongly of gas. I'm like, well, my apartment's going to blow up. So I go outside and I call the emergency gas company line. And the woman's like, what's your emergency? And I tell her, and she goes, oh my gosh, we better send someone. I go, wait a minute, there's a an electric company truck right there. Like, Mike, 10 feet from me. And she goes, oh, maybe someone already called. Yeah. So I start to walk over there, and she goes, wait, no one's called for that address. And I went, oh, should I go talk to him? And she goes, well, I'm going to put the order in right now, so he'll get the call right now. And I go, okay. So I don't talk to him. He drives away? Of course. <laughs> Right, and then I have to wait for like fifteen twenty minutes until a guy actually shows up, and so now we have no hot water for a while until a plumber comes and oh, fixes okay. the water. That's heater. not that bad. No, so those are two short stories. Okay, back to the camera. And you thing. still have water though. No, oh, no, right? yeah, and the gas is still on. Okay, you know all that. I'm always all right. Nice catching up with you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Should we really leave them hanging? <laughs> no. This. How long is the story? I'm just looking. It's at not the very time. long. I don't actually. care. It's not very long. I actually, actually, don't care if we go over. No, no, no. It's, and it, and also know. not super long. And ask all the questions you want. Yeah, I don't care either. Okay. So, the, I. And if anyone does, they tuned out long ago. Episode forty-two. <laughs> yeah. So. I knew then that I had to. I knew Cameron was staying with his grandmother, and I knew I had to go 
because he blocked me. There's no, there was no way for me to communicate with him. I go, I have, I have to go see him. So oh God, oh God, this is Bridget Jones, Joey. I think it's Marianne Williamson, because, you know, in the, so the Course in Miracles, the reason it's called the Course in Miracles, a miracle isn't like you do a magic trick or you make turn water into wine. What it is... By the way, by the way, if it's Lisa Loeb that's at the dinner party, I'm going to punch you in the No, it's not Lisa Loeb. Okay. It's Gloria Gaynor. So... (laughs) (laughs) It's Donna Pescow, the patron saint of Pod is My Co-Pilot. It's... Oh, God, I would have left. He's so so gross to me. Anyway. Go, go, go. Um, Sorry, we're... So a miracle is so uncomfortable that you're going to the house that I'm like, yeah, I was uncomfortable, but I knew I had to do it. It was, it's a shift in perception from fear to love. Okay. So instead of looking at the world through eyes of fear, you're looking through the world with love. And I knew, but like, mm -hmm. go ahead. He, I mean, how would you feel if you blocked him and he does this to you? Like, I feel like this would, I would be telling you like, you have the right to be offended. You were, trying to create the space that you felt that you need and needed and he's like intruding on that i i that's obviously why should i not say should i not say why should i not be saying that you're doing that to him i don't i well no no there is a difference because one of the problems i had with cameron's call was and i'm glad you brought this up was one of the problems i had was he called me but there was no plan of action it was just he wanted to call me just to tell me how he felt Right, and one of the things when we talked, actually, so let me let me get to the story, is I drove down to his grandma's house on Monday morning, no Tuesday morning. Today's Wednesday, yeah, Tuesday morning. I drove to his grandma's house, got up early, took a shower, sat in traffic for two fucking hours to get there because he lives in Orange County, and um, I was super. My heart was about to jump out through my chest when I got to the house. Yeah. And I walked up to the door and the grandma answered. She goes, oh, hello. And she goes, come in. And she opens the door and then he's standing right there and he's like rubbing his eyes because like 830 in the morning. Yeah. And he's like, and he stares at me and he has like this, just staring at me in the eyes. And he goes, wow, what a nice surprise. And I go, can I get a hug? And he gives me a hug. And then the grandma goes, can I get a hug? And then she goes, so what's going on? And we're just talking. She goes, I go, um, Cameron, can you go get coffee? He goes, yeah, I think coffee would be a good idea. And she goes, why don't you just have coffee here? <laughs> Come on, clueless grandma. <laughs> yeah. And we're, uh, we have things to work out. And she goes, oh, okay. So then Cameron and I, uh, he gets dressed and <laughs> we, we go get coffee. And um, the grandma's Lisa Loeb. <laughs> The grandma was Lisa Loeb, and she took out a guitar, and she started singing. And so, I it, here's the thing I'll say. I came this time not out of fear. I th- came this time out of love. And I had things I had to say. To answer your question, one of the things I told Cameron was, essentially, I was at peace. And it's like, anyone, if, if you're going to call someone at 3 in the morning... You better have a fucking goddamn good reason why you're going to call someone at three in the morning and you're going to wake them out of their slumber. You're not going to, they're not going to go like, hello, and you're just going to go, hey, I just called to see how you're doing. No, you have to have a plan of action of why you're waking them up. 
And I sort of felt that's what I would have wanted when he called. Okay. And and I was like, oh, and I'm here with that. And I said, so I'm not just showing up. I, I, I have concrete things I want to say. One of them was, and he and I'm right. He was sort of right, and I, I'm right too, is I had no right to say the cruel things that I said to him. Now, by the way, I didn't take him back. I just said I had no right to tell him, which is true. Okay. okay. And that was wrong of me to do, you know. Two, uh, because the, the, the things I did say to him, I know you guys don't know, were very cruel and mean and meant to hurt him. Sure. And two is I wanted to tell him. So one of the things I told him, like I told you, he doesn't like to hear anything about himself. And so I said, just so you feel safe, I'm only going to focus on me. Okay. I'm not going to venture to guess how you feel. I'm not going to tell you how you feel. I'm just going to say this is how I've felt. This is how I'm feeling. And this is how I want to feel. And we talked and he listened. And and I'll say it was an amazing, amazing conversation. And it's one of these things where nothing changed. We're still not going to talk. But we went back to that moment at the end of Friday night. We were more like equals. I behaved like the Joe Batanz that I knew I was. You know what I'm saying? I was strong. And I was confident, yet I was Joe Batanz. And I I have no other way to put it. And I liked who I was, and I liked where we ended it. And he said the same thing, too. He said he was really glad I came down. He was really... Now, by the way, he was very, very guarded at first. And you can ask any question you want, Mike Lawson. And it was not a super long conversation, but by the end... He was saying, this means a lot to me. I love you very much. And uh, I'm glad you did this. Cause, and, and, and the metaphor I used, and he said, I really like that metaphor. I said, I feel with the breakup, it was like when you break your arm, and then it set, but it didn't set correctly. And so unfortunately, it's painful. We had to break it again. And I think now we've set it, the cast, correctly. So it's not like Cameron and I are now like, best buddies or anything like that. I think both of us still have a lot of healing to do mm-hmm. and we're still not going to talk. We're still, everything's still exactly the same as the way we agreed. But now we're both on the process of healing and, and still having this total love for each other, but just not talking. And, sure. uh, and it's, so in other words, nothing's changed, but now it's in a positive way. And you know what? The obsessive thoughts ended immediately. I felt immediately at peace and I was able, and that's one of the things I told them when we first started talking, I said, I'm here because I want my life back. And I feel like I got it I back. I think to, to continue with the drug or the user metaphor, I, as a person who supports you and loves you, feel great that you're at this place but i've also heard it once before and seen you kind of go in and out of that so it really is very parallel like the what i feel is like what's the other case you're talking about well a few months ago no but he contacted me yeah but the way it ended and you were like like i'm done this is over it is and like yeah i'm I'm saying that Uh, i've heard it before you know that's all Look, here's I'll I'll tell you what the difference is, and you don't understand. You don't understand, Lawson. Now let me tell you this, and I I told this to to Adam Vaught last night. Even though it wasn't supposed to be, and 
it, it wasn't framed this way and we openly said it was and I think it was goodbye. Sure. You know, we didn't want to say it was kind of that thing like, oh, yeah, we'll write and we'll do all this and we'll do that. But no. And I knew that. And I think he knew that. Sure. And this time it felt like goodbye. This was like a real goodbye. The breakup was not dramatic. It wasn't dramatic, actually. But there was still unfinished business. I think maybe the breakup was like similar to some of your like, I'm not talking to you things that you've gone through with friends. Mm -hmm. Like the pattern feels like, well, then when I do talk to you, though, I'll tell you. You know what I mean? It kind of felt like an emotional divorce. And what I mean is, you know, you, you first get divorced. You're like, we're getting divorced and you separate, right? But you guys own a house. And then you've signed the papers and everything. Now you got to clean the rest of the stuff out of the house. We're talking in a lot of metaphors. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, well, I'm glad that there's closure and I support all of that. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, look, I... Again, Cameron, if you listen, and he knows this. I, I mean, so I drove him back to his grandma's house, and I go, I'm just getting out of the car so I can give you a hug. And he was like, okay. And I got out of the car, and he said, I love you very much, Joe Batanz. And I said, I love you more than words can say. And um, we hugged, and uh, I said, hey, don't stop thinking about me every day. And he said, um, I'll work on that. Hmm. So... um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss him, and um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I really am. I, like, I know I'm tearing up right now, but, um, like, it's not – it's like I'm good. I'm not – like I said, like, I didn't – I think I was obsessing on it because I wasn't – I didn't like how it ended. So now I'm happy how it ended. It ended in a good place. Good. Yeah. Well, I think we pretty much have a show. We got laughter, we got tears. We have tears, we have laughter, we have scariness <laughs> with the big blue test. <laughs> and Joe's memory of people who listen to this show. Um, okay, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, what do you got going on next week? Do you have next anything week. exciting happening? No, I, my, my weeks are kind of boring now. I'm going camping all alone. That's going to happen in a well, couple days. Well, you just heard the very last episode of Catching Up, everybody. Um, maybe. And that's it. Are you worried? No, I mean, I set up my tent. Uh, I That was the one worry I had was I didn't know if I would be able to construct a tent all alone because mm-hmm. I haven't ever done that. Yeah. And it wasn't hard at all, so I'll be fine. I'm going to Mount Diablo, and there's a couple hikes that I know I want to do, and I'm also open to just kind of... You know, Let me ask you this. Mary, Marianne Williamson, you know what? Through it. You know what? If you, you should read A Return to Love. I think you really should. Anyway, let me ask you this question. Let's say, for instance, I don't want this to happen, but you disappear forever. Yeah. I give you permission to go on with catching yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, else. yeah. No, of course I was. <laughs> but um, my question is who. You, you would just catch up with your fucking self. You would do hour long episodes and still have something to say all alone. Let me ask you this question Who do you want to replace you? Who are you choosing as your successor? Um, uh, who's the guy who played Charles in Charge? Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. Let's do some Scott Bayo if he's not working in the White House. Would it be Taylor the Latte Boy? Would it be Ad- well Adam Burns? No, because Adam Burns didn't even bother to call you to see if you could hang out in San Francisco. I think it would be uh, someone who's not in this world. I would say um, like a 
maybe an Adam Vaught or oh, good call. something like that. Like not, I, you know, someone that I think that you are friends with naturally. Well, Adam, so I've been Adam, like I've been friends with Adam Vaught for over fifteen years. Yeah, okay. he lives in the San Francisco he Bay lives area. In the San Francisco Bay area. <laughs> You could even start it up and never tell people that Adam or Mike changed to Adam. Yeah, he's boring. I don't know if people would notice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's killed anybody. I've never killed anybody mm. intentionally. Has anyone heard from Rod <laughs> Kyle? Um, I don't know who that is. Let me ask you this, Mike. Do any of the emotions that because you don't really share as much about your personal life as I do. So okay. any of the emotions that I shared about Cameron, have you have you felt those emotions before? Have you felt emotions? That's my question. You're stupid. Well, Joey, it was what? nice catching up with you. Wait, that's a legitimate question. Have you ever felt these emotions about a boyfriend before? Yes, Joe, of course. Oh, okay. I feel like, yes. I mean, I've even been in situations where, like, I've been tempted to, you know, go back for another bite. And... I like I understand that. What's funny is, you know, in the interim between that phone call, the first phone call and then the, the second phone call, the eleven days, I was so that dinner party that I went to where I saw the celebrity, it's a regular dinner party. So I was at that uh, one of those dinner parties. And um there are people there and I brought up this was gonna happen and they were all like ooh, we've all been there and they were all like but they it was it, I got no answer because they were like, Well, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yeah. It's like going in for a scratch. Like sometimes it feels really good and sometimes it actually hurts. Yeah. So I think ultimately this one was good. All right. All right. Well, Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.